Wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. Welcome back. It is good to be back, Porter. I know, it is. It's, it's been a good week. I'm excited to be back, you know. We did the worst playlist of all times last week, and I uh, I was just bored, so I actually listened to some of them, you know, as, as the voting <laughs> and stuff was going on. Do you have a, a personal favorite as far as your least favorite, then? Yes. Uh, this is going to be coming out after the results are finished anyway, so I don't think I'm, like, tampering with the, with the results or anything, because I know you're going to... You're going to try and pull a quick one because I think you know as well as I do what does the fox say is the worst song of all time. I think you're wrong. I am, however, yeah. heartbroken because we're, we're now down to our final two. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to make sure you guys are following our Instagram and Twitter so you can see who ends up winning. Because right now we're between Baby Shark and what does the fox say. And I have to say that Baby Shark is so much worse than what does the fox say? No. What does the fox say? At least has a little bit of a bop to it. No. But Baby Shark has a dance. Baby Shark is just pure annoyance. Like I, I hate both of them, honestly. Uh, so it's tough to say. Like I choose one of, one over the other. I was surprised that Baby Shark made it so far, or like is what? continuing. I really thought Friday by Rebecca Black deserved more. I thought Nickelback was going to get hated on. We just, I guess we don't have the exact, like, taste that we thought. We had the right songs in the mix, I would say. Some of our seating just seemed to be I was going to say, we did receive a little bit of hate yeah, because of our picks. I personally <laughs> had somebody slide into my DMs <laughs> and uh, was unhappy with with some of my decisions. But, you know what, we, we press on forward and yeah. we let the people decide. So yeah. I mean, yeah, you guys are always welcome. We love your your feedback. You, we're you're always um, we're always open to uh, suggestions, even if it uh, incorporates our song selections. We are going to be doing more brackets in the future, so make sure to follow along. We've got an awesome episode planned today. We're going to get into the pro tips. We've got some Blake's buys coming up, and then as a Super Bowl special this week, we are going sports edition. So you guys are going to want to stay tuned to make uh, to be able to. Hear a little bit more about that. We're going to be going over some of the most insane sports ever created and kind of picking our teams because we know after Super Bowl season, you guys are probably going to be bored with nothing to do. Uh, No more footballs on on Sunday, no more football. So we are going to show you guys and introduce you guys to some new sports. And that's all coming up. But first, I'm going to get into the Porter's Pro Tip of the Week, which I think is a fire one this week. So this is a lesson I've learned, um, and I've learned it with... with, uh, with the squad lately, you know, we like to <laughs> play a certain game called Call of Duty Warzone. We do. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we log some time on there. You know, it's, it's a good stress reliever. It's, it's a fun game. Uh, but anyway, I, uh, the pro tip of the week is to not leave your squad. And this does not only apply to Call of Duty, but also <laughs> to life. I want to apply this to life because but- I have the tendency to go off on my own. And Blake, explain to the listeners what happens to me when I do this. So first, if you guys don't know, what Call of Duty Warzone is, it's a battle royale style game where you jump down into this area. You know, there's a whole big, like, I don't even know. Some would call it a map. Yeah, it's a map. But it's just very big. So there's a big map with different areas. You jump down, there's like 150 people that go down. And you're fighting to be the last people alive. Mm-hmm. And so the goal is to, you know, work together to get to certain areas and secure them, make sure that nobody's there so you're safe. Porter <laughs> likes to do this on his own. He gets very distracted very easily. There's little, you know, boxes that you can go get that will have certain things inside. And if he hears one, it is like if you threw 
a dog a bone and he That's will fair. go after it every time. It doesn't matter. <laughs> we could be fully set. All we need to do is survive. And the next second we look up, Porter is on the other side of the world just doing his own thing. And the next thing we hear, your teammate's down. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, more than just applying this to Call of Duty, which I have learned and I have been trying to be better, you need to apply this to your life. Because you can't, you can't just leave the squad behind, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I really hope you can take this lesson and you got to learn from it. Because we will take home many more dubs if you uh, choose to to stay with your squad, as as you put so eloquently. So that's the pro tip of the week. I know it's kind of a short one, but I think it is very important. So I hope you guys will apply it as I am applying it and uh, increase your skills. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I have some. Some great buys for you guys this week. Uh, I have one that I'm really excited about. Oh, no. I'm going to save it for the end because I think it's one of the best buys possibly that I've ever had. Really? I think my all-time goes Gene sleeping bag, roast beef au jus sauce bath. That is good. Actually, I forgot about that one. And then... uh, The pan waffle is The pan waffle, yeah, because we still need to get that I I really want to try it. That's more than... I've had people come up and tell me afterwards, like, I got to try that pan waffle. And I wish I was able to give them a a solid review. Yeah. I think, you know what, guys? If you share this with your friends and we get enough listeners, we start making more money from this. You know what, though? We we will buy all of these and try them out beforehand. We will. Like, if we eventually get to that point... We actually have ten dollars in the anchor account right now. <laughs> hey, and I, actually, I think we should get a pan waffle. That yeah, how much were they? Twelve dollars, I think. Yeah, see, we could get a pan waffle. I'm down. Let's yeah. do it. We'll have Sunday breakfast. Oh boy. Okay. Well, my first one. It's a little over ten bucks. Um, but what this is is a toilet nightlight <laughs> for all of you who have kids or. For those of you who have bad aim, <laughs> I thought you—I thought you were going to say fear of the dark, bad vision, small bladders, <laughs> oh. fear of the dark. It's a, there's a big list. Of, it covers a lot of things. This yeah. is actually really handy. So what it is? It's a, an LED light that you hook into the, your toilet seat, and it lights up the bowl. Whoa! And so the bowl is glowing. You know, actually, you know what I thought of when you said that? <laughs> I don't know why. Have you ever like slept in a room where people put the glow in the dark stars on the roof? Yeah, yeah, I don't know yeah. why I thought it's like the same thing, but for the toilet, just imagine some glow in the dark stars in your toilet as well. Yeah, so I'm actually going to share my screen here. Let's see this, so you guys can see because um, what's the name of this product? The original toilet nightlight. Oh, that that was a terrible name. <laughs> the original toilet nightlight. Come on, they could have done better. I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff, but it's um, wow, that's sweet. So you can change the colors. You can get. All sorts of, fancy of lights it. going on. It's pretty Ooh. neat. So, I mean, that's exciting as it is if you need some help. Look, look at the... You know the product's kind of weird, though, when it has, like, an essay as the title. The original toilet nightlight, <laughs> tech gadget, fun bathroom, motion sensor LED lighting. Oh, I didn't even weird realize. Weird novelty, funny that's birthday gag, stocking stuffer <clears throat> gift. These people were probably hurting for money this year, and they had to put every <laughs> taggable word... In the headline, because yeah, the, they were trying to sell the, these things. The best part was the last part that you didn't read, which <laughs> says, him, her, guy, man, boy, toddler, mom, papa, brother. I read it as Papa Bear the first time, which uh, I thought was cooler, but they tried to tag everybody. So this probably is a clickbait item, right? But it does have good reviews. But yeah, I mean, it has good reviews. I don't settle for anything less in my, yeah. in my buys. Yeah. I only give you the best. 
And so you can get a motion sensor. So for those days that you are having a hard time, you need to just go into the bathroom in the middle of the night. You maybe ate a little bit too much Taco Bell, a little bit too late in the day. Boom. You can see it'll glow. And so that sounds pretty sweet. Now the next one that I have for you, I can't get to because of the share button. There we go. There we go. It is the pet butler. Whoa. So I was thinking for the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. Everybody has food. Mm -hmm. You know, that's one of the big things people do during the Super Bowl. They get together. They get, you know, all their food. You eat. You watch Mm -hmm. football, commercials, whatever you're there for. Everybody's there for the food. Yeah. And so this pet butler, it's a serving vest for animals where it will, you put this little vest on them and on the back of it, there's a plate or a bowl and you can have them walk around and bring you all the goodies that you need so you don't miss anything. Because that's the thing about the commercial, the the Super Bowl. Well, the question I want to ask here, is this PETA approved? I think that's the question everybody's got to be asking. I mean, aren't, it's all, we're all about equality. Yeah, okay. So if I'm, but, if you're giving your dog food and shelter and love and care, mm. they can provide you with chips and salsa. I think that's the bare minimum. The bare minimum? <laughs> I guess bears aren't Pets, the dog so minimum. A, the dog. <laughs> That's actually a pretty cool one. I just thought, like, imagine you're having, like, a little get-together, you know, a safe one this year, and you just, like, are like, hey, buddy, come here, come here, Air Bud. He walks, <laughs> out, of, he walks out of the kitchen with a uh, Does anybody name wings. their dog Air Bud? Have you never seen the movie Air Bud? No, I'm aware of that. His name wasn't Air Bud, though. I don't even Bud. remember. Oh, uh, well, he got air. Yeah, that's why it's called... But I'm wondering if anybody's named their dog Airbud. I'm sure there has been. I I will get a dog and name it Airbud. That will be great. And it'll be a golden retriever. And then I will get it the doggy vest platter service. Yes. And I'll just go... Give it a nice clap. Just do a little (laughs) golf clap. And then here it comes. Play to wings. Back to the kitchen with the dirty dish. Here's the problem. When the dog decides to sit down, and just plops all of the... Yeah. The wings, everything all over your carpet. Yeah, but, I mean, the upside to this thing is that during the Super Bowl, you know, you don't want to miss the, the game, the big game, but you also don't want to miss the commercials. So when are you supposed to get up to go get your food? Yeah, I, I would say halftime because the halftime Oh, you expect me sucks. to eat once during the whole – you are – that is ludicrous. It, you're right, though, because the broadcast of the thing starts at, like, 1 p.m. The game starts at, like, 6, and then yeah. it's on to, like – Ten thirty. So, so all you got to do is you give him a little, give him a little clap, clap, and, and your dog butler appears, and you're set. But like, I feel like more than it being awesome, that would be the way to impress people. If if you're worried about that, you're like, <laughs> my parties every year. I've been leveling up. Like, I don't know what to do this year. That's got to be the one. There's gonna be some training involved. There's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of hard work, dedication. And, and don't just think on the animals part. It's going to have to be the owner as well. Yeah, and, but and it's something that we can be pulled off. And imagine, like you know, you maybe not this year because it's been a little bit a little bit weird. But yeah. maybe your your boss comes over. I don't know. That's a little bit of an intimate a thing for your boss. Okay, fine. You're inviting the in laws or Ooh, maybe, not, maybe you're going over to <laughs> your, all these terrible scenarios. Your girlfriend's parents' house, Ooh. and you bring your dog. Your dog butler. Bring your dog with you if you're going to uh, oh, a significant I, other's parent's house that think you're about trying this to scenario, impress though. them. You bring it over, you're, you're a little throwing caution to the wind here. They're not only allergic to dogs, but you have like a little trail mix on the plate, and they're allergic to nuts. Just think about that. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you can use whatever food they're serving, problem yeah. solved. 
and nobody's actually allergic to dogs or cats. They just don't like them, and that's an excuse. I'm pretty sure that's uh, backed by science, that it's impossible to be... Uh, you're only allergic to things like, you know... I think there's bees, millions of people begging to differ suck. with you, but I'm going to let you fly on that one. I don't if you're allergic, to, If you're actually allergic to dogs... Fight, Blake. Please fight me. No, I, just let us <laughs> know because me. I don't think I think that that's a sad life that you have to live where you cannot have your true best friend. So it, maybe I, if you put a vest on him, though, it'll cover. up You know what? Eyes. Maybe if the vest covers the fur, is mm-hmm. it the fur that they're allergic to? I what believe, are people allergic to for dogs? Because like, if you got bit by a dog, then sure you swell up or something. But I just think that's like being. A, <laughs> If your dog has, that's why everybody's allergic to dogs. Dogs have rabies. Um, that was such terrible logic. <laughs> I lost my train of thought there. But anyways, Mission accomplished. you put a vest on the dog, there's no more allergies. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. All right. Well, that's a very cold take, Blake. That's one of the more wrong things I've ever think you've said on this podcast. <laughs> and I don't know what kind of reactions we're going to get to that. So that's why we need to take a brief commercial break. Good timing, yeah. We'll be right back with our our sporty new sports segment right after this. I like how you asked me if I was ready and then just said 3, 2, 1, record. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty savage. Anyway, we are back, like we mentioned, with our new Super Bowl segment. Super Bowl Super Sports, I guess we could call it. I don't know. What do you think? Did you come up with any names for it? Uh, you're putting me on the spot, and <laughs> Super Sports sounds great. It does. The alliteration. It's killer. Anyway, Blake, before we get into our brand new sports, what we're going to be doing here is sharing with some of with you guys. I stuttered right there. Sharing with you guys some of the most bizarre sports that we could possibly find. And you may ask, why are we doing this? Because we know you guys are going to be bored. There's the That's gap. True. We still have the NBA going on, so you still have that to enjoy. But there's that gap. Without football, it always just feels like something's missing. So we wanted to help you guys find something that you can do, something that you can research, something that you can participate in just during this time without football. Yeah. Now, some of these you might want not want to play. Yeah. However, watching them would probably be highly entertaining. And who knows? We, you could be in some of these sports, like maybe you're not the best athlete. This could be for you. That I mean, yeah, we never know if we're going to find the next <laughs> whoever. So <laughs> okay, I, I, like, I don't know what to call these people that do this. <laughs> yeah, some of these are weird. We don't want to give them away quite yet. So before we get into it, Blake... Who do you have in the Super Bowl this year? Oh, I gotta give it to the Young Guns. I'm I gotta go uh, with the Chiefs. Okay, reasoning here. You just a Mahomes fan? I like Mahomes a lot better than I like Tom Brady. Now I don't want to start another dynasty, have him win again and again and again, because then I'll end up not liking him. But <laughs> <laughs> you just root against success. Pretty much, yeah. I I root for the underdogs, and I don't say the Chiefs are the underdogs. Okay. So at this point, I'm just. I just don't like Tom Brady, so going against him at this point. That's what I'm that's what I'm doing. Final score prediction? This is happening before the Super Bowl for everyone who's at home. It will be released later, but we're not just making we're not just saying the exact score. Um I'm gonna go with it's gonna be thirty one to thirty seven. That was a weird football score. You could have definitely come up with something more possible. Yeah. yeah. No, but I'm sticking with it. 31 is possible. 37, I pulled up out of nowhere. That's probably... 
We'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see what happens there. It's going to be a lot if, of field goals. If they actually get that score, this is going to look like we actually recorded it after we go, talked I'm about it. I'm going to change it 31-38. Okay. But... No, you can't change it. 31-37. Nope. <laughs> there's no changing it. I'm not letting you go back on it. All right. Well, I am going to go... Personally, I would go... I want to see the Buccaneers win. And, and what's your reasoning for that? I, as well... Was not a big Tom Brady fan. You know, you watch the New England Patriots, and there were Super Bowls that I didn't really even pay attention to because I wasn't a fan, especially the the Rams and uh, Patriots a couple years ago. It was so boring. So things like that I just didn't really pay much mind to. But I feel like he's a completely different player on the Buccaneers, and I feel like it's been fun to watch him and, and Gronk. They've just been completely different players. Their attitude has changed. It's a much more fun team to watch. So I'm going to take... You're going to say they're more fun to watch than the Chiefs, though? I think so, just because I've seen the Chiefs do it for a couple years now, and it seems like the same product. You know what I mean? It's They're putting the same exact success out on the field, which is how they do it, and they're good. And Yeah, it's more fun to watch than some teams, like watching the freaking Cowboys. But I think watching the, the Buccaneers has been fun this year because they've had more ups and downs. So it's just more of a Cinderella story. And watching Tom Brady do this in the first year on the Buccaneers, that would be pretty, pretty wild. I opinion. mean, I think he'd really summit himself as an all-time great. But that being said, we'll see what happens. What yeah. is your final score? I I'm guess. taking the Buccaneers 28 over the Kansas City Chiefs at 24. So that there's a football score for you. <laughs> yeah, okay. To be fair, I don't know what I was saying. <laughs> no in, my, in my mind, I was like, 7 points, 37 is a divisible. <laughs> the mental math. Yeah, I just tried to do math not, on the spot. Yeah. It did not work. Didn't go through quite so, well that time. All right, so I'm saying it'll be in the 30s. You're saying it'll be in the 20s. Uh, I think you're severely underestimating the offense while I'm severely underestimating the defense. So There's that some being, severe underestimation on both sides. That, like. Yeah, well, that being said, it should average out, and neither of us, one of us will be right. <laughs> so yeah. we'll get into some other sports that we, that we might have a better hand at. <laughs> Would you like to go first, Mike? Uh, sure, and I'll, I'll get into one. I believe you know what this is, <laughs> and it's just so funny to me, but this is called hobby horsing. <laughs> and, oh, boy. You and better what, explain good on this one. There's nothing weirder than hobby horse. Like, I, if you do this, I am sorry, I'm not making fun of you, but you will be made fun of in the next five minutes or so. What it is... You know what the the equestrian horses? I believe it's when they go through, or like the you know when they go and they have to jump over the mm-hmm. gates and mm-hmm. blah blah blah. This is that, but instead of a horse, they're on like the little stick ponies, <laughs> and they gallop around. <laughs> okay, and they gallop around. <laughs> compose yourself. Yeah, I had to compose myself because I'm just I'm thinking about it, and it just <laughs> yeah. cracks me up. It seems like something little kids would do. Is there an adult-level competition? There in this? is, oh. and apparently it is highly competitive, Eesh. and there is no intention of it being ironic, but it is apparently, apparently extremely popular in Finland. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, hobby horsing. So basically whoever's fastest and can jump the highest... Yeah, it's whoever can gallop the fastest, and I think there's also a form, like you have to have nice form. Oh, oh, so you get judged on that. Okay, that that would make yeah, sense. Yeah, so it's a it's like a dog race thing where it's a combination of speed and dog racing, human racing though. <laughs> human racing and jumping. Uh, it's it's a combination of speed and grace and you know what? If, if you're not if in you the love track, horse racing, yeah. but you also like track. Yeah. I mean, 
I don't know what else you could hope for. That could be a strong suit. And it's actually pretty similar to the first one. Well, the first one I'm going to share is called Rabbit Show Jumping. (laughs) So if you don't want to jump your stick horse, you can train a rabbit in the popular sport Rabbit Show Jumping, which is, um, there's competitions here in the United States as well as several European countries. It's also known as Rabbit Agility. This is something that's Rabbit agility? Yeah. Because these guys are like jumping over the horse type jumps. This started in the 1970s and people just started training them up. And I wanted to share that Miss Pinky's grand champion Dobby is the world record holder for the highest rabbit jump. And that is 42 inches. 42 inches in June of 2019. That's pretty good. Three and a half feet? That rabbit had to be on steroids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was June 2019. Do they drug so the test I don't know, but they'd probably do something if it's like that official of a sport. Just imagine, though, you're like taking it to a weigh-in and everything. And wow, that's interesting. But before we move on, I gotta focus on that for a second. I gotta reveal a little bit something here to our listeners. Uh, my family, for lack of a better term, I grew up on what would be oh, called as a rabbit farm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what what's a better way to put it. That's what I've always said, so I'm sticking to it. Essentially, growing up in my backyard, we had hundreds of rabbits just just there. They and my my grandpa was the one who took care of them. He'd raise them, and some of them, you know, the really nice looking ones. I don't believe he ever got into the uh, what was it. The show Rabbit Agility. Oh, okay. But he did get into the shows. Oh. It was more like the, uh, you know, when you get up those fancy dogs. Oh, the show dog, yeah. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it was that, but with rabbits. Did he win? Oh, yeah, a couple of times. He has some trophies sitting up. So. Do you still have rabbits? Yeah. Yeah, we do. We gotta get into Rabbit Agility, man. <laughs> yeah, I gotta ask my grandpa if he can breed oh. some extra fast ones for us. Wow! So we can so we can get into rabbit agility because that might be a good way to pass uh, the time. Belgian hare rabbits, the Belgian. Yeah, I don't know. We might be fresh out of those. (laughs) That's what we got. We didn't. We didn't have like a you know vast array of different kinds of rabbits. We had fat rabbits and (laughs) not fat rabbits is basically what it came down to. Well, that's awesome. You know, I really hope we can get into that one. There's more possibility of getting into this one than some of the other ones we're going to get into. (laughs) So I mean, yeah, there's. There's a good chance for that, and with that, there's less of a good chance that we get into this next one, because <laughs> I believe this one is only in Oregon. I believe it's, or it's the West Coast. I think it's more specific to the West Coast, started in Oregon. But this is the Giant Pumpkin Regatta. Oh, I think I may have heard of this. And it looks awesome. So if you don't know, a regatta is basically a boat race. That's that's what you call one. And so what this is, is people carve holes in giant pumpkins. <laughs> like, Whoa. See, there's giant pumpkins that you can basically fit inside. They carve a hole, gut it out like they're going to, like it's Halloween. But then they sit in it. That's weird. And they get like the kayak paddles and will go down. I thought this was going to go another route. I thought it was like a growing competition. Absolutely not. Whoa. Yeah. That that just blew my mind. I didn't know that was. So, I didn't know they would float. So so look up the giant pumpkin regatta. I believe it takes place during Halloween because oh, we got you, time to train. You also you got time to train. 
Do you got to grow your own pumpkin or can you buy it? I believe you grow your own pumpkin, yes. Oh. But you also will, you wear your Halloween costume. Is that bonus points or is that just a side thing? Um, that is an excellent question. Because I don't want to go there with a subpar costume, have an above par pumpkin, but lose the race because my costume sucks. You know what well, I mean? Well, I, I believe that the better the costume, you get a head start. I'm, oh. make, I'm making that up entirely, oh. but if that's not how it works, that'd be a fire rule. Oregon needs to get it together. They need to have a, a costume a costume contest before the winner gets a head start. They get to start one meter ahead because you're racing across a lake. <laughs> this is be a little dangerous. That's kind of scary. What you if your see. pumpkin starts filling up with water? I don't imagine that they float too well when they're yeah. <laughs> that's wild. So yeah, if you if you want. A good chuckle. If you want something to watch, in the uh, well, the sports are gone. Go look up some giant pumpkin regatta. You might find yourself. Imagine if they put that on ESPN. Now that would be sick. My next one is another European one. Oh, and I believe you have heard of this one. It is a. I believe it came from Finland. Yeah, Finland. It is. Finland has some weird. Yeah, talk about that for a minute. They must be real bored there. It's called wife carrying. So this is a contest in which a male competitor, they race each other while carrying a female teammate. The objective is for the male to carry the female through a special obstacle track in the fastest time. (laughs) However, there are some rules. The track has two dry obstacles and a water obstacle that's about one meter deep. So don't think you're just going over a little hill or around a corner. You're going through water, so you're like swimming with her on her back. These guys that are participating in it are yoked. The wife to be carried... May be your own or the neighbor's, or you may have found her further afield. She must, however, be 17 years of age. Oh, okay. So she doesn't actually have to be your wife. No, which because if one of these guys, the rules. if one of these guys, well, let's put it nicely. If one of these guys' wives would put him at a disadvantage, yeah, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, I guess the strategy so here he could find somebody else's wife. Yeah. Okay. The minimum weight of the wife is 49 kilograms. Don't ask me what that is in pounds. Uh, I believe the conversion is 2.25, so just about double that. So it's a little over 100 pounds. Yeah, so... That's actually pretty light. That's pretty light, yeah. So I would imagine that is the strategy is just to find a really light um, partner. You have to wear... The person being carried has to wear a helmet, so it is safe. (laughs) But it's just like an obstacle course. Are are they on their back like a little monkey? Yeah, you could do... It's like a fireman carry or just like... Not like a piggyback, but just like... Oh, you yeah, can't just, piggyback it? I think you... I was looking into the carry rules, and it says, yeah, you could do either a classic piggyback, a fireman's carry over the shoulder, or the Estonian style, which is basically like... Let me share my screen here. There are world championships. Bro, how did you miss this? Yeah, there are, and I'm going to share my screen. Um, I think I'd have to let you do that, so probably not. Oh, <laughs> I'm not going to share my screen. But if you want to look up the third technique, that is the Estonian carry technique. And so those are the three techniques that you're allowed to use while carrying okay, during the event. I'm still, because you you missed the, the best part of this whole wife carrying sport. I looked it up just because I was curious. Mm-hmm. And and this, according to Google, it says, At the World Championships, the winners are avoided the wife's weight in beer. I didn't even see that. That's not even on the Wikipedia page. 
Future champions may also receive their own reality show, depending on how quickly the world runs out of slightly less ridiculous <laughs> Is that really what it says? Yeah, that's what it says. Straight savage. But, so so there is a little bit of an advantage, oh. advantage if you're competing and you have a heavier wife. Heavier the you wife. Get, you get more beer. Better your life. <laughs> In this case. <laughs> wow. See, that's... That's pretty interesting. That is, a, yeah. So not they're trying to even it out. I feel like there's an advantage and a disadvantage, but yeah. you got to be able to win. High risk, high reward. So that's my second sport. I thought it was pretty cool. Not something I'm going to get into, but Blake, maybe something you could look into. Yeah, I mean, I do have a wife, so I'm I'm, I'm part way there. <laughs> and obstacle course skills. I I am excellent at <laughs> obstacle courses. Exactly. My I point. could I could beat anybody. There we go. So. I have one more, but before I get into my last one, I wanted to give an honorable mention. Okay. Um, my family listening to this, I guarantee you, if I didn't mention one thing in particular, they would be upset with me. And that's because, I don't know if you remember this, but when quarantine started and all the sports shut down, one sport prevailed. Do you remember what that was? Do you, do you know? No. It was marble racing. Oh, no. I actually... I That came up on my suggested on YouTube. I know exactly what you're talking about. And if you haven't watched it... <laughs> it's so weird. You have to go watch it because <laughs> it is awesome. But make sure you're watching it with your family and you each pick out your marble and you just cheer your... Cheer your lungs out. Whatever the best way. The to amount say of it. work that goes into those videos is pretty yeah, incredible. And the best, you can't knock I'll, that. I'll tell you now. The best ones aren't the ones that are on an indoor track. But... <laughs> He has them. I believe it's called Gels Marble Racing. If you look it up on YouTube. And he has some that are on like a downhill course in dirt. Those oh, are the, that one. Those are the best ones. There's like hundreds I of I think these. my favorite part of that is how he announces it. Like when they crash, he's like a NASCAR it's announcer. awesome. And he treats them like they're real people. Yeah, it's weird. He's like, he's like, oh, he got his second wind. He's catching up to them. Yeah, <laughs> and that it is hilarious. Strange. It is fantastic. This guy deserves... All the awards that we can give because it is just sensational. They actually put that on ESPN during quarantine. Yeah, I mean, like... Not on the first ESPN, but on one of the seven <laughs> ESPNs. Probably on ESPN News. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it is great. If you haven't watched it, please go do it. It is a great time. Maybe it's because my family, we get a little bit too excited when we watch things like the Olympics. We get a little bit too into it. We scream a little too loud. But that's what makes it fun. It is fun, yeah. So, pick your marble, scream your hearts out, and just remember in your heart this whole time that I am the two-time undefeated champion of picking the right marble, because we've watched two seasons now, my family Oh my and I. gosh. And there's about, <laughs> there's probably six races in each, in each season. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And I have won twice now, so shout out to those marbles who helped me get there. I'm proud of it, and I wrecked my family. Now, that being said, that's not my last one, because I have one more. I just wanted to give that honorable mention so my family would not be upset with me. But the last one I want to get into, and it's something that, I, you know, everybody... It's two things that everybody knows, and it's chess boxing. Everybody knows... Well, not everybody knows how to play chess, but everybody knows what chess is. Yeah. Everybody knows what boxing is. Mm -hmm. But chess boxing... Is you take a you do a round mm -hmm. of chess 
and then a round of boxing. And it goes until there's either a checkmate or a knockout. <laughs> That's an interesting combination. I kind of like that. And so the mind and the physical. Yeah, and so you know if okay. you're hitting your if you're hitting the guy in the head a couple of times, he's gonna get a little disoriented. He might free up his queen. You can take that out, and you know you're on your way to a checkmate. Or maybe he's still thinking too much about the chess, and you can just give him a good old wallop. So in between every chess move, you fight? Is that what you said? Uh, all I, this is what the description says on Google when you Google it. It says, this sport alternates between games of chess and rounds of boxing oh. until a competitor either wins by checkmate or knockout. So I don't know how long they go. Okay. It's probably on a timer. Just you know? imagine you have like a giant migraine. You're trying to play chess and you're like <laughs> knocked out. It's really funny, the picture, because the guys are wearing like boxing clothes. Uh-huh. Their shirts are off and they're in like the little boxing shorts. And then they're sitting, <laughs> they're sitting at a sitting chess, at chess table. With little clocks. <laughs> the one guy has a boxing glove on in one hand. It's, <laughs> it's pretty great. So, wow. I mean, you have to be just probably, I can't imagine, because you have to be both incredibly smart and very strong, and so you know yeah. it's it's kind it of requires a, everything. It's one of those sports. Yeah, it's it, it's a, an all around sport for those of you who like intellect and those of you who like fighting. So I like it. it. It's a win win, and that's a perfect segue into my last one. That is also you know a little bit different. It is called extreme ironing. <laughs> what? So the the way that this becomes extreme is that. You take an ironing board to a remote location and iron items of clothing. So, like, you're, like, deep-sea ironing? Is that what so this is? You could, but I wouldn't take an iron in water. I think that might have the same effect as toaster. Um, it's called steam. Have you ever... Mm, if you dropped an iron in the ocean, I don't know, a plugged-in iron, I don't... I well, don't you hold the cord good. up out of the water. Gosh, what an idiot. So... According to the Extreme Ironing Bureau, Extreme Ironing There's is, a bureau? Of course there's a bureau. It's a sport. Wow. It's the latest danger sport that combines the thrills of an extreme outdoor activity with the satisfaction of a well-pressed shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so basically the purpose of this is just to take an ironing board and an iron, like on a mountainside, a difficult climb in a forest, a canoe... So there is a water features, I guess, while skiing uh-huh, or snowboarding yeah. on top of statues. While skiing or snowboarding? That's what it says. I got a concussion because I was trying to do that without ironing. That's impressive. Exactly. Like That's what makes it a sport on a, on a raceway, while parachuting, now, under there's... a frozen sheet of ice in a frozen lake. And, and this sport can be solo or groups. So is there no a form of like judging, or is it just like the coolest location... I think it's more of a participation sport. Like, you do it as cool as you can. Ah, so this is something that everybody can yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then the extreme ironing community seems to be one that's more of, like, a community that's going to be accept- accepting. So, you know, maybe you don't go to the most wild place to iron for the first time, but they're going to be, like, pumping you up while you do it. <laughs> so you can become the best extreme ironer this world has ever seen. That That's pretty awesome. Now, do they do it with an audience, or do they just take a picture? That, it says it could be a solo or group activity. So there's, like, really no excuses not to extreme iron. Yeah. You don't need other people to yeah. play. You know? If you're an introvert, yeah. extreme iron in the woods. If you're an extrovert, <laughs> extreme iron... In the woods, with friends. <laughs> in, in the woods, with friends. I was going to say a public place. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. How however, I, I cannot that. think of a public place on the top of Mount Rushmore. Now that would be extreme. Probably illegal, but I would imagine if you can pull it off, 
you and Nicolas Cage can hang out on the weekends. And After you find the treasure. Yeah, you gotta go behind it to get the treasure. <laughs> We've all seen those movies. And we know how it works. So, One of the coolest ones that I wanted to bring up is on the 16th of June in 2018, a free diver, Roland Piccoli ironed a t-shirt at the depth of 42 meters, or 138 feet, in the world's deepest pool. Haha, so you can do it underwater. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think the iron's plugged in at that point then. I'm just saying. That uh, doesn't seem like it would work. Maybe they just get it really hot, take it down. Into water? If you're going that deep, it's I, I don't know. I don't know the whole thing behind it, but that seems to be the record. And pretty cool, you know? That is. I mean, yeah, if you're ironing a shirt underwater, it's... I don't like ironing, legendary. so maybe if I iron my shirts in extreme locations, I would enjoy it more. <laughs> here's the here's the hardest part is like some of these places you got to get the ironing board down there yeah or up yeah you see people going. like on a skinny cliff that's tough like, i think the ironing the part the ironing part is not that hard you know you're up there mm-hmm. you're just ironing but getting the equipment to where you need it now that's some yeah that's some impressive stuff so there you guys have it those are some extreme awesome sports that we found they are pretty hilarious we enjoyed looking it up yeah, there's more. So There's a lot more, there's yeah. There's plenty of things for you guys to not get bored with. <laughs> so hopefully that keeps you entertained this off-season. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Make sure to follow us on Instagram as well as Twitter to get all the updates on our exciting content. <laughs> and we will see you guys next week. Peace out.